This is Living with Miles. I'm Miles. Morning. <laughs> I got nothing. Look, if it's not going to work, I'm not going to use it. That's just right off the table right now. This is people's work lives, man. It's, it's the stuff that matters. Where did that come from? I am way on board. If you can inspire pride in other people, they'll follow you. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Here we are, a third of the way through January, moving our way along. Doing really well. I'm having a great morning. I hope you are too. One of my most popular episodes was about adulting. And I was it was talking about this notion of, of how I really dislike all of the denigration of quote-unquote adulting that I see on t-shirts when I walk through the mall. And I, I celebrate adulting. I think adulting is an amazing thing. I think it's what makes the world go around. And I wanted to talk about one aspect of that. So I wanted to, to get back in talking about, about that a little bit. There's a thing that I, I hear a lot. I, I had a, a long conversation over the last couple of days with a friend who he was going through a hard time. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to take anything away from that. But one of the things that, that happened was there was a lot of, of complaining and, and exploring things that he didn't want, things that he didn't like about his life, things that he didn't, didn't like what was going on and, and how things were, were manifesting and how they were coming to be. And this is, this is something we all struggle with. This is something that we all have to deal with. And, and when we get into this case of, of talking in negations, when we start talking about the things we don't want, the things that we, we, we can't do, the things that we won't put up with, the things that shouldn't be done, all these, all these, in, all these not contractions going on. This creates a certain framework in the way that we're understanding and we're talking about things. It creates a barrier framework. It creates all of these walls that go up. Now I've talked about this before, but but there's some there's a there's a new nuance here that I, I that came to me that we, we came to realize in the in the conversation. And the thing that that the conversation around the responsibilities that he had in his life was a conversation around time and energy. It was a conversation around where he's spending his time and where he's spending all his energy when he's taking these these responsibilities on that he really either doesn't find valuable, doesn't find meaningful, or doesn't think are his. And this ends up being this, this again, there's all this not, not, not stuff. So there was a lot of focus on all the things that were not his or not ideal or not what he wanted and not what he was after and and this just continues to to it just continued to be a language where he was reinforcing the the mindset that saw only the barriers to what he wanted in fact he wasn't even looking at what he wanted and and kind of like the last episode where we're where we really need to get down to that layer where we understand what we really want this was that case where did he even know what he really wanted? Did he even understand what it was that he was after? Because all he could see was what he didn't want. And he just kept talking about his time and energy because he's right. Time and energy are a limited resource. And that was that was the kind of focus of our conversation was, was how he was spending his time and energy and how he didn't like the way that he was spending his time and energy because he felt he was obligated to these responsibilities that that were either put upon him or uh, responsibilities that he didn't agree with, whether that was 
through societal expectation or family expectation or or relationship expectation but these these responsibilities that he didn't necessarily agree with and so finally i I finally had to ask him i said okay so so what do you want to put your time and energy to and this was really a, a a fascinating thing because this takes a different look at at problems when we're looking at what constrains us and what binds us and what holds us back when you hear the the denigration of adulting what you're hearing is or what i'm hearing anyway is the is the denigration of taking responsibilities for things that we don't want to take responsibility for and putting our ed, our educate our, our 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 energy and our time and our invest in investing ourselves in these things that aren't necessarily meaningful to us or things that we may even completely disagree with. Now, there's a certain element here where there's a, a level of maturity where we need to understand the true value of what we're doing before we stop doing something. But the thing that I'm focusing on is, is understanding that where we put our energy, where we put our time and our energy, unless we make that an active practice, practice of of defining where it needs to go and where it needs to be and and what we need to put it to then it's going to be invested for us someone else is going to define where we put our time and energy so either we take ownership of our time and energy investment or someone else does it for us and this is my you know my view of adulting is is if you don't want to adult then you're saying i don't want to make that designation I don't want to to determine where the investment needs to go. And I'm fine with somebody else designating that investment. And I'm just going to say, if I don't enjoy that investment, that I will I will complain about it, but I'm still gonna go ahead and do it. And maybe I'll take vacations from it and maybe I'll I'll go drink myself, I think is a is a favorite a favorite one since all the I'm done adulting today conversations seem to have martini glasses around. And I get it. I, I get the, the desire to take a break from the active participation in where your time and energy goes. It, it makes sense. But the reality is someone is investing your time and energy. Is it you or is it someone else? And if it's you, then, then you are at least making a choice. You're at least actively engaging in, in life and in your world and in what you are doing. So the, the language that we ended up coming up with the conversation was an interesting idea. Don't tell me what you don't want to spend your time and energy on. Tell me what you do want to spend your time and energy on. What are you actually willing to go and put yourself in some form of, the only word that's coming to mind is suffering, but it's not, it's not suffering. It's, it's, it's putting yourself in harm's way. It's putting yourself in that position where you're going to do work and work isn't always pleasant. Work often is effort and energy and, and emotional investment and physical investment and time and energy investment. These are investments and these investments do drain you. They come at a price they will take from you and they will exhaust you and they will give you like in, in um, like the, the best one is, phys, is, is in a physical workout. You are going to experience physical pain if you exercise. That's part of exercising. You're going to be out of breath. You're going to be sweaty. You're going to be, you're going to have stiff muscles the next morning if you exert yourself. You're going to have these things. What are you wanting to do or willing to do in order to, in order to 
put yourself in a position where you're going to feel this, where you're going to feel the hardship. You're going to feel the pain because investing in things and living life of purpose means putting yourself out there. It means reaching for that, that next thing. It is me. It means doing the inconvenient thing. It means living a life where you are engaged and you are driving towards something and that something is work. It's going to be effort. It's going to require investment of time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears on your part. So rather than saying, I don't want to put blood, sweat, and tears into something, just own the blood, sweat, and tears part. And now approach it from the question of what are you willing to put blood, sweat, and tears into? What are you willing to go and invest your time and energy and 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 momentum and, 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 and being into when you can ask that question, where you want to put your energy, then we have something that we're working with. Now we have something we can dynamically integrate into the rest of our lives. And maybe, you know, maybe it won't be one of those situations where it's, it's cut and dry. It's straightforward. Maybe this requires a little bit of, of trial and error. Maybe this requires a little bit of experimentation. Lord knows I've taken on so many side projects just to see if I would enjoy them, just to see if I would find them engaging. And in some cases, I have found some things that I, I believe to be truly wonderful. And other times, oh, mind-numbing boredom. I mean, it's, there are people who love the stuff that I, that mind-numbingly bores me, and I definitely know people who really don't like the things that excite me. They, it's it's one of those great compliments in the world. We're in a world where we have individuals, and every individual has their own thing. It's their element. It's their piece. Know yours, so that you too can answer that question. That you are going to put your blood, sweat, and tears into something. You are going to dedicate years of your life to something. You are going to dedicate something to a calling. It doesn't necessarily need to be a, a targeted job or a career or a, a particular detailed thing. But no, it could be it could be a hobby. It could be a, a, an art form. It could be uh, something you do on the side. It could be something that you contribute to. It could be dedicated service to to some other group or organization or something. I have known so many people that have found so much satisfaction in just finding ways in which they fill a, a useful role and then they will dedicate their minds and their and their time and their energy to being in that useful role. Sometimes it pays off sometime, or it, sometimes it pays off financially, sometimes it pays off emotionally, sometimes it pays off spiritually. They, they find it and then they do that work and they do that investment. And those are the people who love what they do. They love their work. Now, I do believe that there's a certain amount of choice here. I believe there's a certain amount of choice as to whether you choose to love what you do or not. And I, I think that there's a, there is a, a, the human being is so amazing and so capable and so, so phenomenally able to adjust to circumstance and to environment. And that's what's kept us alive through ice ages and through and through all kinds of, of, of really difficult transitions. We are, are malleable. We are, we are so dynamic that we can do so much by choice that it's amazing that we, we live these lives where we think we're helpless. The reality of it is we can choose to engage. 
but we need to know a little bit about ourselves, you know, knowing what we really do find meaningful, what we really are willing to engage for. Once we know that, maybe we can find a context in the life we're already living to begin to manifest those additional factors, those additional things. I find personal life coaching to be really valuable. Being able to help somebody come to terms with difficulties in their life and their challenges and what they're doing, that's immensely valuable to me. And it's tremendous to see it when it when it actually works. I It's so powerful. When I was working as a manager, I had the opportunity to work with my team to be able to, to provide that as one of the services for them. It wasn't what I was being paid for. It wasn't what I was trained for through the company. I had to go and get my own training on that. I had to go and do it myself. I had to go find my own resources and to work that stuff. But I was able to provide this resource to my team in the context of the work I was already doing. And now here I am trying to work to get that out there as a more permanent thing to do this professionally, to get this coaching thing off the ground and make it so that I can go and bring that value to more people than just the 8, 10, 12, 15 people I'm working with or the the 30 or 60 people that I'm presenting a larger deck to within the company. I want to see people succeed and to see them grow and to see them do that. And one of the biggest ways I can help people do that is by helping them to understand that it is them that needs to invest themselves into what they're doing and own that investment. And it doesn't need to be everything. It doesn't need to be this. I spent years as a, as a coach in my role as a manager, in my role as an advisor, in my role as a, as a teacher in some cases, where I may teach one subject, but then we branch off into more personal things, more individual things. So there's always a possibility to do what you're passionate about and what you want to work for in any context. It's just a question of whether you're clever enough to see it. So with that in mind, go out and find, ask yourself that question. What are you willing to sweat for? What do you want to put that work and energy in for? What are you going to invest yourself in? And that is how you begin walking down the adulting path in a way that provides meaning to you and to everyone. And there I am out of time, so that's going to wrap it up. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day.